The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you in part by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you get a free T-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's W-Y-N-N for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and betters, including the crew from the SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Well, hello there. Welcome back into another edition of our little boxing show where we try to mix it up, put up your dudes, move your head, dance around the ring, throw some jabs, get some punches in. It is the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am merely the somewhat competent host of the program in the midst of of all the euphoria in and around the Tampa Bay area where I reside as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get ready to host Super Bowl 55 in a week. Not this weekend, but the following weekend on Sunday, February the 7th. Kind of a big deal. The Bucs going for their second world championship. The Kansas City Chiefs in town. Oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes and company going for back-to-back. First time ever a team's played the Super Bowl at home. I'm associated with the Buccaneers broadcast. But all of that is next week for the hype, the hoopla, et cetera. We are here to mix it up and talk fights. I cannot do this alone. Fellow resident of the Tampa Bay area, Marquise Johns, our senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. Marquise does not have Buccaneer fever as of yet, uh, but he is ready to talk lots about the sweet science in the interim before we get to the big game. How are you feeling, Week Sauce Radio? Pretty good, TJ. I'm glad that we have uh, a, a big football party coming up uh, the week after next uh, in the meantime because uh, it's going to be, once again, Champion Bay USA. It's looking about uh, less than 14 days, TJ. I'm looking forward to all that. <laughs> yes, we are we are hoping that that will be the case. So we do have some boxing to talk about, including the IBF super middleweight title fight that will be shown all over the U.S. on Fox, premier boxing champions on Fox, as Caleb Plant makes the latest defense of his title about a year inactive. We'll talk more uh, about this as because of the COVID-19 pandemic and all the delays, but Plant will be in there with Caleb Truax, a veteran uh, that we'll get into this, uh, a, a show in Los Angeles without fans, but it is a significant one for Plant, his future, and maybe the name Canelo Alvarez. So more on that later on when we get into the actual fight cards of this weekend, and that's, that's the premier fight card uh, for this weekend. So I promise we'll get there. There's news on Canelo that we're going to cover in a few moments and and his timeline, his schedule, not just for February, but also for May. We'll get to all of the news of the week and more. By the way, if you have not subscribed to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe to us. It comes automatically to you. We're primarily previewing every weekend what the fights are. If it's significant enough, One of the wins, one of the fights will come back in the recap mode on Big Fight Weekend. But to get us whenever we're available, subscribe and rate us and review us. That'll help more people find us. Marquise, I should say there are thousands and thousands hearing us 
on the on the latest audio info, thousands and thousands and thousands have been finding the Big Fight Weekend podcast, which is a good thing. But they need to keep rating us and reviewing us uh, in the uh, in the Apple Podcast rate and review section, and more will find us under the boxing. We can't get enough love. I mean, I know you love conversing on Twitter with the fans on Big Fight Weekend. We can't get enough love. Spread the love about the podcast, right? Absolutely, TJ. As you, if you listen to this podcast, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell 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 a friend, tell a stranger. I don't care. Uh, Big Fight Weekend podcast. I have a Spotify where you find your podcast. Always, as you, as you hear by everybody else tell you, like, rate, subscribe. Always rate because look good or bad. Tell me if you suck. I don't care. Just just rate it because it moves Let's us bring moves, it. moves us up moves us up and down the food chain. That way people can see us, makes us more visible. If you, you know, are a fight fan, you need to hang out with us because we'll keep you up to date not only on what's going on in the US, but over in the UK or anywhere else. There's a significant fight. We write all the time on bigfightweekend.com about fights outside the US, whether they're in Australia, whether they're in the UK, South America, the Far East. If it's big enough deal, boxing is worldwide. And so, uh, again, we do our best to cover it. So subscribe away to the podcast. Thanks also to the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, their website. They help promote us, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer and company. And we will get into the odds. There are some significant long <laughs> odds for Caleb Truax in the main event in L.A., PBC on Fox against the champion Caleb Plant. I don't want to say he has no shot. Because Buster Douglas and Andy Ruiz have taught us in the past, you can't say no shot, right, Marquise? Yeah. But a very long, long, long shot is Caleb Truax in the uh, in the title challenge with a lot on the line. Again, especially if Caleb Plant, the other Caleb, is impressive as the champion in his title defense could really set him up for down the road. All right, so we know about that fight on Saturday night. At the time we are taping, in the state in which you and I reside, not the state of confusion, but the state yeah. of Florida, <laughs> allegedly only in America, Don King, is this fight card happening or not happening? We don't know. Full disclosure, we're taping Friday morning. They, they were to have had a quasi-WBA uh, heavyweight title fight. That fight is now not happening because of one of the fighters and visa problems that Marquise is going to explain. The overarching question, King, who has not promoted a fight, Marquise, am I wrong? He hasn't promoted a fight in a year, maybe a couple of years. I don't know when the last one was. You probably do. We have now gotten to what is supposed to be fight day in South Florida for a Don King fight card. And you and I don't know as we sit here and talk if this is going to actually happen at the time that we're taping. Fill in the blanks, please, sir. Absolutely, TJ. Uh, this fight card was supposed to have a free, uh, you know, WBA title fights i'm saying that guys with quotes because they're just you know miscellaneous wba titles we all know how that goes uh, uh so far the main one was supposed to originally be trevor bryant versus manuel char well manuel char is still in germany as we're recording this it's kind of hard to fight in florida when you're in germany unless they're playing xbox so he's out he's out due to visa issues Depending on who you talk to, either either Don King blocked him from getting a, an actual work visa, or Char can't get a work visa. Doesn't matter who you like, he's not fighting. So Trevor Bryan is now fighting uh, Bermain's Tremaine Stavern, who everyone is well known for the Deontay Water knocking out twice. Uh, he's in the main event of this fight card. That's the only main event of this fight card, TJ. And it's funny because the promotion leading up to this fight card had a co-main event of a, of a cruiserweight with a. Uh, Belmont Shuyamoff. It's funny because the Don King promotion that the commercial they ran for the guy who they, they he paid t 10 bucks to do the ad for him, uh, didn't get the guy's name right, TJ. So, baby, oh. Shoe oh. is no longer in the event as well. So, neither is the buy on fight that they had for for uh, Ronald jo Johnson, a guy, uh, heavy, uh, random 35 year old heavyweight out of Vegas. He's not on the card either. All so, right, so, let's back up a step. You're running yeah. down who's not on the card. We, we have wondered for several days. We've talked for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You have done legwork and research. The Seminole Hard Rock Casino, as recently as when, down in Hollywood, Florida, as recently as like two or three days ago, still had no record, had no money been paid to them to hold this fight card that's supposed to be happening at that venue Friday night, January 29th. Correct. That's correct, TJ. And it's funny, you know, if you're holding a fight card at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino, it's very easy to find out if it's going to be there or not. I mean, it's only <laughs> literally 10, 10 phone numbers you can push and you can find out if it's there or not. And they had no recollection as of Wednesday night, actually. Wow. And so 
they had a weigh in allegedly for Friday, uh, for today's fight card, TJ. Would, uh, so the one- Thursday they did the weigh in, weigh in yeah. for this Don King, whatever it is, Debacle, whoever's fighting. But there was no public allowed to be there. There was no media allowed to be there. It's like the old cliche. If Bermain's Tavern uh, steps on the scale and no one's there to see it or report it, could he weigh 307 pounds and we would never know? Okay, I made that cliche up, but it's, it's, it's actually a pretty good. And we have no idea because they didn't allow anybody, the public or anybody. Allegedly, the Florida Boxing Commission was there. Did they have this weigh in at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino? We don't even know that. And is this fight card going to be in the parking lot because they don't know to set it up? Is it going to be in Don King's backyard? Why are we talking so much? This is a debacle, is it not? TJ, this is one of the most ridiculous things in terms of boxing matchups and subs I've seen in a long while. And only Don King could create this random excitement for, for a guy who and was we should 89. mention. Let me interrupt again. We should mention the reason for all the excitement is he bid $2 million about a year and a half ago to be able to promote the manual char fight. Mm-hmm. King put up that money in air quotes. Did he actually put up money or he at least pledged to put that money up? So it has been virtually two years trying to make this fight card and that fight is not happening. And yet it's almost like Don King is still trying to pull the okie doke on everybody and put a fight card out there when the only fight that someone may have cared about involved Manuel Char, who's been waiting to have this fight for a couple of years, had a drug test problem, has had visa problems. We had the COVID-19 pandemic. We know he's not fighting it, it is a it is a mess, and we're still talking about this three minutes later, and I don't know why we're talking about it. I guess I'll just put it to you. Yeah. As we tape, are they going to have fights, and are they going to have them in King's backyard? Are they are they go, where are they? Uh, what's going to happen here? Project, speculate. I'm, I'm convinced, TJ, there's going to be an empty uh, kickball field that's that this is all going to take place, and there's going to be someone with a stopwatch and a bell. I have no clue whatsoever is actually happening so far at the, at the casino. I, and again, Stavern, former WBC world champion. So that's a name. He he held the, the title briefly in 2014, and then Deontay Wilder beat him by decision on the first win for the belt, and Wilder held the belt for five years, and, and then Wilder destroyed him with three knockdowns in one round a couple of years later in the rematch. Um, so again, just bear with us audience, because you may be reading later today or tonight, you may be hearing about this, that, that, that whole situation is called off. And here's the other thing. Watch, watch the lawsuits, watch all the things, every which direction where the fighters have been hanging in there, drug testing, training, and Don King doesn't end up putting on a fight card and tries not to pay them. Just stand by. That's the other overarching thing. He clearly, clearly did not have any of the wherewithal to be able to put the show on and make a couple million dollars back to try to break even. That's obvious to anybody yeah. that understands the business of boxing, right, Marquise? That and TJ, I, I don't think Don King, I think Don King tried to set this fight up, honestly, to try to hijack Manuel Char away from this WBA regular title ranking that he's had for the last three years held hostage because it's the WBA and they just don't remove titles from people for some reason or another for being active, being inactive. And I think all of that's fell through. Uh, Char called his bluff and now he's backpedaling and pushing this away to make sure this fight doesn't happen or won't happen one way or another. Well, all right. So we spent so much time talking about Don King and whether or not his uh, little fancy book hodgepodge, whatever fight card is going to happen. Let's get to some ones that we know are happening and we'll kind of go in chronological order. So midweek, we found out that what should be a very entertaining fight card in March involving Ramon Chocolatito Gonzalez, Juan Francisco Estrada, the two, uh, two of the super featherweight champs at 115 pounds, action-packed fighters, uh, Chocolatito, big punching, former featherweight and now super featherweight champ, beat Estrada the first go-around. They're rematching now some six years later in March. That's been announced. Dallas, Texas. Again, Texas is going to be very prominent with a lot of fights on the schedule coming up. So this one in March in Texas between Chocolatito Estrada. The women's co-feature is the rematch of Jessica McCaskill and Cecilia Brekus. Uh, McCaskill upset Brekus, who had never lost a professional fight, had not lost a title defense in 10 years and 25 defenses, and Brekus upset her by decision. Brekus out of Chicago. 
uh, pulled off that upset back in August. So they'll rematch as the co-feature. So Marquise, that's intriguing. I know it's a long way off, but they've officially announced that for the American Airlines Center, the home of the Dallas Mavericks of the NBA, the Dallas Stars of the NHL. They're going to have some fans present, God willing, with COVID-19 and all the stuff. That's a fairly entertaining fight card. Your thoughts as, that, as tickets have now gone on sale, Matchroom Boxing has announced it, DAZN will televise it. What are your thoughts? It's going to be a great card, TJ. And I think uh, what they were waiting for, TJ, as you well know, uh, this past month in January, Texas had a restriction on having uh, sporting events with fans in it. So they were waiting this month out and probably next month to have fans. And now they're drilling fans back into these events. And now tickets are on sale for a pretty damn good fight card, TJ. Uh, Chocolatito in uh, Estrada is one of those fight cards where if you didn't see it the first go around on HBO Sports and the old Superfly Boxing Days, Go ahead and go ahead and look into it now uh, as well uh, with Celia Brakus and Jessica McCaskill. Celia Brakus was going after Joe Lewis's uh, record at the time for, you know, title defenses. McCaskill ruined all those plans last year in Tulsa. And this may even be her chance to get her, her unified champion belts back or what many are expecting TJ her last way out in terms of uh, in the title picture at being 37. Brakus is what? 37, right? Yeah. McCaskill much younger outfought her. And again, it was a great it was a great upset win. I always take issue playfully with anybody yeah. that says this stuff because you just said it again. If Cecilia Brekus was breaking Joe Lewis's record, she would be doing it beating male heavyweights. She yeah. was going to match the streak of title defenses that he has. That's the better way to say it. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm a stickler on these things. I'm not just getting on you. I'm getting on anybody. It's like yeah. when the UConn women's basketball team matched the streak of UCLA's men's basketball team and then far surpassed it. UCLA's men's team won 88 games in a row in college basketball here uh, yeah. back back now. Man, the anniversary of that streak stopping was like 46 years ago last week. They had won 88 in a row. UConn went on to win like 103 in a row or 109 in a row. But again, I'm a stickler for they didn't break UCLA's record because UCLA's record is in men's basketball. This is not a chauvinistic thing. I'm just being specific. I mean, no more that if somebody else brought this up in college athletics, while I totally digress, that like the Penn State volleyball, the women's volleyball at Penn State yeah. won like 144 matches in a row. The Penn State women's volleyball team didn't break UCLA's men's basketball record either. They just have their own streak in their own sport. And, and again, back to Brekus. Phenomenal, as we talked about at the time, that you could fight at welterweight and welterweight only and keep that weight for a decade, which she did. And she won 25 fights, roughly three a year for a decade. It's a remarkable story in and of itself. So I'm not downplaying that you were that good for that long. I'm just a stickler on when we have records and comparing and contrasting to different things and breaking things. Uh, I could go beat you playing horse 88 times in a row. I didn't I didn't break UCLA's record uh, <laughs> with John Wooden and all those guys. Maybe we would play pig instead of horse. It would take too yeah. long to play horse 88 times out in the out in the side yard, the backyard or at the playground playing basketball. But in any event, uh, that'll be an entertaining co-feature. There, there will be fans there at uh, at Chocolatito and Estrada. All right. Also interesting uh, in the in the news of the week, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, now we'll fight in Miami. We talked about that last week. Hard Rock Stadium, the home of the Miami Dolphins. That'll be at the end of February, February 27th. And mm -hmm. Mike Coppinger of The Athletic reported on Thursday, he's already got the fight lined up, Canelo, after this. Get into it a little bit more, Marquise, and the timeline for Cinco de Mayo. Absolutely, TJ. It's kind of a no-brainer if you really think about it. Uh, Canelo, like we mentioned last week, signed a two-fight deal with Matchroom to uh, sign these to, for, for, to, sign, to pretty much take on Matchroom fighters. For these fights, the first one, of course, is this, this uh, mandatory against uh, Anvi Yildirim, which is happening next month. The second one, obviously, TJ, if you really look, if you really blink about it, Canelo had two choices: either Bubu Andrade or Billy Joe Saunders. They already had the fight already made up last year during the pandemic for Billy Joe Saunders. It, it's almost like why did we all figure out what date there's fighting Billy Joe Saunders at this point? If you if you, if you really think too hard about it, so that's going to happen at some point. Hopefully, with that afterwards, TJ, if if, if Canelo's successful there and he unifies that belt. We'll see if he takes on the only person remaining at the end of the year and, and the person who's fighting this weekend in Caleb Plant if he wins. Uh, but it's pretty much a no-brainer, TJ. Hopefully with that, it'll be Cinco de Mayo. They'll more likely be back in Texas where they can there probably have go. more fans at that point. And um, 
hopefully also TJ, if it's, if it is in Texas ends single to my weekend, hopefully it'll be a stronger card as well, because this card next up in Miami, TJ up and down. There's a co-main event with, uh, with one of our favorite guys, uh, who you say are Martinez mm-hmm. outside of that, TJ, it's a bunch of prospects and no hopers. So hopefully the next, next kilo card will be a little better than that, but it's, it's okay. It's and so we should, we should, uh, again, get more specific that it will either be May the 1st or May the 8th. That's not decided on yeah. yet. Uh, I believe the Cinco de Mayo uh, weekend would be celebrated the the following weekend, the weekend of the 8th, if they want to hold to that. Again, it's a Mexican holiday. The natural seems to be back in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, even though they have not announced that. That is obviously very territorially close to the Mexican border. Huge Mexican and Mexican-American population in Texas. You can't fight in California, which would be the other natural one, or even Las Vegas right now. You can't plan for that with fans. They originally wanted to have, obviously, Canelo try to fight in Las Vegas or somewhere uh, if the if the COVID-19 uh, pandemic would allow more fans to be there fight in Vegas, which he's done several times on Cinco de Mayo weekend, but it doesn't look like that's going to be realistic. So we're saying this on the big fight weekend podcast, probably the Alamo dome, probably somewhere around 12 to 15,000 fans can be there for some live gate, some atmosphere. Uh, interesting again, that he's already making plans for the fight after Yildirim and, and people are saying, don't look past him, blah, blah, blah. But Canelo should be able to win fairly yeah. easy in that fight. Um, and then I like what you said are we heading to an undisputed situation, Marquise, with Kayla Plant? We'll get into that in the final segment after the timeout here coming in a couple of moments about Plant's fight this weekend and the timeline of how it might line up to fight Canelo and win. Would that be September? Would it be later in the year? We'll find out on that. But uh, just interesting that, again, um, it's apparently already agreed to. It will be through Matchroom Boxing. It will be through DAZN. But then beyond that, is Canelo a free agent to go do a deal with Premier Boxing Champions and either Fox or Showtime and their pay-per-view arm to fight Caleb Plant for an undisputed 168-pound title fight? This is provided that he gets by Saunders, which, again, we're anticipating that he would. We'll find out if that is uh, the case. All right, anything else on the news of the week before we pause here, Marquise, or anything else that we need to bring up that happened this week that was off the top of mind before we get into fight previews? in the final seconds. You know what? I haven't to this point gotten your thoughts on Stephen Fulton's win last Saturday night. We spent a lot of time previewing it. Fulton dominated Angelo Leo for the WBO Super Bantamweight Championship. Very impressive fight. Won virtually every round of the fight. That's me giving out the facts. What did you think of Stephen Fulton of Philadelphia winning over Angelo Leo? It was a fun fight, TJ. Now, Matt, and I stand corrected because I've came on here last week thinking it was going to be a fight of uh, Fulton was just going to sit and try to counterpunch Leo and win by a, uh, a very dull points decision. No, uh, Stephen Fulton pretty much took the fight to An- Angela Leo. And not only did he take it to him, he pretty much bullied him for about 12 rounds uh, to win the belt from him. Um, I'm looking forward to that as well, TJ, because that fight right now, it reminded me a lot of when it happened a couple of years back, uh, the uh, Jared Hurd versus Jillian Williams fight and in terms of inside fights. And that fight, TJ, in the main event, was already, it's already in your five-year hopper at this point. That's, that's, that's one of the clear front runners. So right now with that in mind, and also with Fulton, uh, We'll see who he faces up next. Uh, Michael Conlon's the mandatory on the top-ranked side of things. He's already put his name out there saying he wants to fight Fulton, which may happen at some point over the summer. Usually, uh, Michael Conlon, TJ, fights on St. Patrick's Day in New York. As we're, right. as we're recording this, New York is about as close as the rest of the United States at this point. Right. So we'll see if that happens at some point later on afterwards. But I thought it was neat that, he, that Fulton won. And it, it, in terms of who he faces next, I liked who he all, he may face also, TJ, in terms of a voluntary defense. Someone like a Reese Alim, who was in the co-main event, who looked really, really good also as well, beating up Big Pasias, who a guy who a lot of folks had winning that fight outright, and he just okay. took it to him as so, well. Okay, uh, so again, important uh, distinctions. Conlon is a former featherweight. He's fought one fight at the, at the weight class up. Uh, uh, you know, cause Kylan, I believe has been in and around the featherweight division so that it's interesting to work out the weights there with him fighting, uh, Fulton. Yeah. Uh, and as for Aleem, that aligns because again, Aleem is a premier boxing champions fighter. That seems to be the more logical one that Fulton would take maybe in the late spring, right. Or the early summer would be a, a Raiz Aleem. They fought on the same show. It's almost like PBC, Heyman Boxing, Showtime, they were setting that up as kind of like, hey, here's the next matchup, co-feature and feature winner are going to fight, right? Yep. 
Yeah, pretty much he said what it is that it's it's a classic game of you know boxing politics and keep away. Uh, Fulton has the belt you know, he's on the Premier Boxing Champion stable now at 122. Uh, Michael Conlon actually moved down to 122 and he's currently number three. Okay. Angelo is number two, so he lost. Uh, Michael Conlon will probably take a step. Has Conlon fought at 122 yet? He fought one time. He fought one time in London on the Carl Frampton main event back during the pandemic last year. Uh, so he has pretty much what they're going to do with that, TJ, as you well know, the WBO. If, if he wins one more fight, he'll become, at that point, the mandatory. And they'll probably try to force their hand from the face of uh, Fulton if he wins uh, after his defense after that. Fulton was very impressive. Very impressive in that in that fight, especially coming off the COVID-19 illness. He not just tested positive, but he was ill and unable to train and talked uh, leading up about being sick and being sidelined for three or four weeks back in late summer last year. Couldn't have the fight. Leo went ahead and fought on short notice and won the vacant belt, but he dominated. Uh, Angelino, Angelo Lino, uh, Leo in that fight, if I can get it out. Um, uh, last uh, Saturday night at the Mohegan Sun Casino there in Connecticut. So we'll see what happens uh, with those fights. All right, Marquis, stand by. We do know we have an IBF super middleweight title fight. It has implications for Caleb Plant, not just Saturday night in L.A., but for his future and maybe the name Canelo Alvarez that we've been talking about, one of the superstars of the sport. We'll get to that in the preview as we rock along here on the podcast. Let's talk about our friends at WinBet. Do you want to win a $500 risk-free bet? Well, you can get that right now just by signing up through Sports Gambling Podcast and our partnership with WinBet. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N to find out more information on WinBet. Currently online in New Jersey, Colorado and Michigan coming soon with more states on the way. You've got an opportunity again to get a risk-free bet with our friends at WinBet, and we'll be telling you more about the WinBet lines on Three Dog Thursday for the divisional round of the playoff games coming up in a little bit. Also, you've got a chance with your first WinBet to get a free t-shirt from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Just screenshot that first bet with WinBet and email it to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and get a free SGP merchandise t-shirt. Again, screenshot your first bet with WinBet to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get free t-shirts from us when you make that first bet with WinBet. Again, if WinBet isn't active in your state, you still get the free shirt just by referring a friend to it as well. So again, take advantage. Find out more. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash win. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We are also brought to you in part by Better Than Dot Vegas. It's an all-new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but it's for what the DGENs only care about. Of course, the DGENs only all part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network fleet of shows. The best part is you get to watch all the video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast network crew and what they're posting exclusively over on Better Than Dot Vegas. They cover all sports, the NFL, college football, college basketball nba will be here soon as well if the free video picks aren't enough they're giving away cash one thousand dollars to the handicapper that wins the most units and a thousand dollars to the handicapper that has the most followers make sure you subscribe on the sports gambling podcast network page sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv better than vegas btv sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv so you don't miss out on any of these videos head over to better than dot vegas that's better than dot vegas to see more we're also brought to you in part by better edge the stock exchange for sports bets that allows you to buy and sell betting positions live like the stock market and the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig since you're buying positions from other sports bettors and there is no house you can play for money in 40 states and they're doing weekly college basketball contests right now we're talking tons of hoops from here on out here on three dog thursday and on wednesday and saturday pay 10 bucks to enter and each user starts with a balance of $1,000 in edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings takes the entire pool of entry fees. It's like a battle royal winner take all. Find the link under the competitions tab to get in for just 10 bucks. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use our promo code SGP. Get that free $10 bet as well. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Promo code SGP. 
And if you've ever thought of owning your own sportsbook but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Back in once more, and we are so glad that you are with us. Uh, however you found us, social media link through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. As we rock along with senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Marquise Johns. Do we do we have another update? We paused again there. Is uh, is Don King fighting this uh, fight card on the on the uh, the beaches of South Beach with a boxing or what? Uh, we uh, we've spent way too much time talking about this. Again, the audience may have an idea <laughs> as to whether all of this is scuttled, scrapped, or whether they're actually having the fight card or not. We'll let you find that out for yourselves. Uh, as we go along into the weekend, we do know Saturday night in Los Angeles, PBC on Fox, Caleb Plant will make the latest defense of his IBF super middleweight title, 168 pounds against longtime veteran Caleb Truax. A pair of Caleb's will be in the main event. Marquise Johns, as we circle you back in on the podcast, you have written extensively about this fight, including this week. Um, long odds, like I joked at the beginning of the podcast, for Truax to do anything <laughs> here. Plant is supposed to win and win impressively. Give me some insight. Can Truax truly hang in in this one? What about it? What it is, TJ, with this fight, and the reason why the underdogs are uh, it, it, it's such an underdog in this fight is because and it's also part of maybe the reason why we've talking so much about Tom King is because this fight card as a whole on paper not the strongest as most recent PBC fight Fox fight night cards and uh, Caleb plant uh, defending his IBF title is facing in terms of resume names, TJ. And I hate, I hate the word resume because you can only fight who's in front of you where they book for you. Uh, Caleb Truex is a former IBF champion himself in his own right, beating James DeGale a couple of years ago is the biggest name on there. And well, I mean, TJ, let's be honest, Caleb plant uh, last two fights, Vincent Feigenboots, Mike, Mike Lee. Lee. Yeah. So, not exactly stellar. But not, then not, again, not the, but uh, then but, again, but not- uh, Truax really hasn't. I mean, he 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 won a fight in January of last year. He had a no decision with Kid Chocolate Peter Quinlan in April of 2019. Uh-huh. He fought someone named Fabiano Pena in August of 2018. It, it's not exactly stellar recently from Truax either. He's older. I guess the best way to ask you this, if he's going to hang in when Plant should beat him up, if not knock him out and maybe fairly quickly, how is Truax, the veteran, going to hang in? Uh, we'll, we'll see how long he can stand upright, TJ. He's also coming up with injuries as well, and also is 37, which is a big thing also and why he hasn't been really active as well. And the reason, T- honestly, TJ, the reason why he is even in this situation is that I followed a bouncing ball on this. He was uh, that that Peter Quillen fight and Caleb Truex that was supposed to be back in 2019, which that which happened, uh, became a no contest. So essentially, this was a, a, back in the day an original IBF eliminator. Instead, uh, what happened was Caleb Truex at that time got hurt, and Peter Quillen was uh, ended up facing Alfredo Angulo. Uh, Peter Quillen lost to Angulo. So in, in terms of that, that moved him up the ranks with that. And then from there, Angulo lost uh, on the same fight card. I forgot who he fought, lost to, but he lost on the same fight card as uh, Irislandi Laura versus Greg Vendetti. So now he got knocked out of the picture for this title, this, this mandatory. So essentially, so Plant has been waiting around for who has any credibility that hasn't lost or isn't injured for me to fight. And that's how we got much. to this. Yes? Yeah, it, and that's you know what the IBF TJ doesn't don't, don't for having rankings and slots where they have you know the number one contender and then vacant and vacant and then vacant and then another will pop up. Slide, that's kind of what happened slide here. Slide a name in some <laughs> somehow, some way. Yeah. That's that's what happened here. But in terms of what Turex has 
He's embracing this underdog role as, as he may have expected because he's, uh, when we're recording this, uh, a big one. And what I'm looking for with this too, TJ, is I'm just hoping to see if he can, if he can actually put some rounds in with this. We all know how uh, Caleb Plant is. We've seen Caleb Plant in action. He's, he's, he, goes, he goes in the box. He boxes people to death. And if Truex style-wise would be a different style for him, but if Caleb Plant gets to him because he's the faster guy, this, this, this may be a quick night. So you mentioned the odds. We're looking at the odds. Caleb Plant minus 3,050 or essentially, uh, what, 30 to 1 to win this fight. Truex plus 1325 if you're gambling on him, and we don't advise that you do so. Interesting that for our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast, the under-over is eight and a half rounds. Are you on the under here that that Plant stops him before then? The nickname Sweet Hands puts the Sweet Hands on Caleb Truex fairly early and, and gets his TKO, gets his stoppage that sets up his future? I think so, TJ, only because the reason and the reason why it's at eight and a half rounds is because we haven't seen uh, Truex uh, in, in ages look good in the decision. And the decision of uh, last time around for Plant, he 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 boxed around Vincent Feigenboots in a, in a fight that went 10 rounds, but obviously could have been stopped in about five or six. So, um, yeah, I'll take if, if, if you have to put money on this fight for one reason or another, legally or illegally, uh, take the under. <laughs> All right, I always love uh, prompting you for the undercard again. This is the most prominent fight card anywhere this weekend. It's in L.A. Uh, On the undercard, what stands out? We got a heavyweight battle. We got junior middleweights. We got welterweights. Give me a a name and or a fight that stands out on the undercard for PBC on Fox Saturday night in L.A. It's only one, TJ. The fight, that's the co-main event of this. Uh, Michael Coffey, uh, who... Uh, is taking on Damian Rock, uh, uh, heavyweight. Uh, the winner of this fight, TJ, more like will be somewhere along the lines, and then you'll see a more of these PBC fighters in the heavyweight picture because essentially they will take over the place that the defect that F.A. a jog butt heavyweight will take over. So <laughs> and the opening fight, TJ, is uh, Joey Spencer, kid out of Linden, Michigan, uh, undefeated. Not the most entertaining of fight prospect cards, but he's, he's he somehow, some way, TJ, finds himself on these Spencer, fight cards all the time. Okay, so here's a couple things. Spencer is young. He's yeah. athletic. He's very volume punching, very active. Uh, I don't know anything. I, I defer to you on Isaiah Selton, yeah. uh, S-E-L-D-O-N, Isaiah Selton. Uh, but um, again, Sp- Spencer is the one they're propping up here as a junior middleweight because there's plenty of PBC fighters around junior middleweight and middleweight they'd love to put him in against. So let's see if he looks good on that undercard, right? He, he should, TJ, because uh, Isaiah Sheldon, in terms of uh, last five rounds, he's well known for being knocked out in, in uh, TKO one by uh, another middleweight prospect, uh, Nikita uh, a uh, baby, uh, white chocolate over on, on the uh, matchroom side of things, and uh, Spencer. Mm. If you t- in terms of prospects, is a better, if you, depending on how you look at him, is a better prospect than a bit a baby. So expect the same for that on Saturday. Might open all the right. Show. So that's the Saturday fight card that is on uh, Fox, uh, all over the country. PBC on Fox. Let's see what happens with Caleb Plant, uh, in that one. And just realistically, one more here on this. It sets him up to be in position to fight Canelo Alvarez. We laid out earlier in the podcast, Canelo's timeline is to fight not only the end of February, but come right back and fight in May, Cinco de Mayo, uh, either May 1st, May 8th, most likely May 8th, against Billy Joe Saunders of England. Again, that's not a fight. It's kind of the same thing where in the UK, they will care about Saunders getting the shot. How much does the American audience, the Mexican-American audience care about Billy Joe Saunders? I don't know. What's kind of the reverse in the UK and in England, how much do they care about Caleb Plant? Right, uh, Marquise? It's kind of the same thing. So Plant needs to look spectacular and maybe in an undisputed scenario for the fall, for September, October, he might get the shot finally at Canelo at 168 because there was a lot of talk that for Canelo's quick return last December before he fought Callum Smith of England, a fellow Brit of Billy Joe Saunders, and beat him, that he was going to fight Plant then. It couldn't get worked out with Premier Boxing Champions and Fox and Showtime. They couldn't get the money worked out. Matchroom Boxing swooped in, grabbed Canelo for the fight, uh, paid him, got him got him hooked up for, on DAZN, the streaming service. So Plant has been waiting and waiting and may have to wait into the fall, right, for Canelo. Absolutely, TJ. If, if uh, Plant wants to, to uh, take on Canelo in the fall, it's going to have to beat in. Uh, so we'll see if, uh, if Plant, after this fight, turns around and fights and do the same thing to stay active over the summer, which I don't think will happen unless he fights David Benavides. Which would be There's the fight. name. You and I are on the same wavelength. Benavides, the former WBC 168-pound champ, was stripped. He's still undefeated. He's a big puncher. He's got marketability. Isn't that the fight that if, if Plant 
and PBC get the vibe that the Canelo fight can't happen. Isn't that the fight they'll come to plant Benavides maybe in August, September, October? That would be the backup plan? That would definitely be plan B, if not plan 1A, B at this point, because uh, that, 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 that fight has to happen sooner. You've got a lot of plans and a lot of stipulations yeah. if you've got plan 1A, plan 1A, B. But Benavides, again, has had controversy. He, he was stripped of his title for testing positive for cocaine about two and a half years ago, uh, got it back in a, in a vacant situation, won it, and then got stripped again because he missed weight yeah. back uh, during the resumption of the sport back in the late summer. He missed weight by like three pounds. It's the, yeah. it's the equivalent, as I always like to joke, of missing your exit on the interstate by like three miles. So when a fighter misses by three pounds. So can Benavides get back in the 168 title pitcher by fighting Caleb Plant? That's an intriguing fight later on if it happens. So if Plant looks good against Truax Saturday night, that one may be more realistic. I'll, I'll put it to you. More mm -hmm. realistic Plant Benavides or plant holding out and getting Canelo Alvarez for the end of the year, what say you, Marquise Johns? If I had to guess right now, TJ, I think plant's going to hold out for, for, uh, for Canelo because it's the Canelo sweepstakes that everyone's playing the lottery to get it. And, and frankly, he would make Billy Joe Saunders. The report was Callum Smith made somewhere around six or $7 million. Billy Joe Saunders is going to make four or $5 million. Caleb plant is probably making half a mil, maybe a mil, Probably not to be the main event on PBC on Fox. He fights Canelo Alvarez. He makes three times that. He makes five times that. So yeah. maybe it is worth holding out for him uh, unbeaten at 168 if that's the case off of Saturday night. We got to get out of here shortly on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. You had a couple of other notes before we are gone as well from the website, et cetera. Go Marquise. Absolutely, TJ. Uh, one note, uh, first I want to mention actually uh, uh, that Bob Aaron was talking about the uh, free knockdown rule guys, and he mentioned uh, Spence Crawford. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about how Bob Aram, despite that nonsense, was talking about uh, having fans back in Nevada and Vegas, preferably for these fight cards upcoming for top rank when they get back in action, which will take place. How soon? What do we think? Uh, they're still working out the details on that, but it will be somewhere down the line after uh, March Madness, for uh, as Bob said. And he also mentioned, TJ, that he's working out uh, – I want, I want you to piece this puzzle together for you, TJ. He's working out speaking with a Florida Major League Baseball team to hold a fight card with fans. I mean, there's only, I don't know, so many teams down here. Uh, not A named Florida before. Major League Baseball team would be the Marlins for their stadium. That's alleged uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah. Then you have the American League champion Tampa Bay Rays and mm -hmm. their facility, Tropicana Field, which interestingly, you and I follow this and keep up with this. I have not joked with you on the Big Fight Weekend podcast or anywhere else. My twin daughters, Riley and Abby, I slip in references to them whenever I can. Mm -hmm. They've gotten into pro wrestling and they have, uh -huh. I, I am, I am modifying it. I'm moderating it. They're into this whole Friday night Smackdown thing that is going on live at the home of the Tampa Bay Rays baseball facility inside of Tropicana field where they have been putting on live wrestling shows, Vince McMahon's WWE since January and paying millions marquees. And I'll do it like the rock and millions, millions. of dollars <laughs> to put these shows on inside the trop. So are you sniffing? Are you hinting that Bob Arum might come to Tampa Bay and replace they can't do it in the baseball season. Can they with the Rays or even the Marlins, they would have to do this quicker than that. Uh, and, and they would, they would, they're not going to be able to put uh, the more that I talk, they're not going to be able to push aside McMahon and the WWE because I believe their deal is through the end of February. If I saw yeah. correctly to still have wrestling inside of the Rays baseball dome, Tropicana field, what the WWE is calling their Thunderdome, yeah. where they've been wrestling. Um, so maybe it's the Marlins, it's Florida Marlins baseball stadium, the Miami Marlins. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's the hard rock stadium where Canelo is fighting again, to try to have fans. I would be curious about Vegas because again, they've basically been on lockdown. They've been having bubble shows in Las Vegas. How soon would that be like April, May, same timeline. They could maybe try to have some socially distanced fans in, in Vegas. I'm guessing TJ is going to be have to be around April or May, mainly because uh, Top Rank doesn't have a show in March because of uh, because of March Madness. Well, not in the states; they have a couple of shows in, in overseas. Uh, and and May is more likely the the, the, the caveat for all of that. And I'm thinking okay. also TJ. He mentioned he 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 was vague about it when he mentioned Major League Stadium. I'm thinking if it's not the Trop or or that mausoleum in Miami for the Marlins ballpark, whatever that that, that carnival place is, I'm guessing it's going to be one of these one of the 500 minor league spots around here that's off the interstate somewhere as well so <laughs> lots of, I, I don't, yeah I, lots of minor league baseball stadiums that you could do it in but again 
the the way that you could socially distance and they don't have the capacity. Yeah. Uh, you know, because again, that's, that's what they're getting away with air quotes. When you're fighting like at a hard rock stadium where the seating capacity is 65 or 70,000 people, you can spread people out all over the place uh, and be able to have 15,000 people and follow the social distancing guidelines for all the health uh, officials in, in every state and everything. Same thing with the Alamo dome, uh, in San Antonio, where you can have ten or 15,000. Jerry's World AT&T Stadium, they had upwards of 15,000 for the Errol Spence-Danny Garcia fight because the capacity is big enough where you can spread everybody out. Yeah. My point is you can't do that in an 8,000-seat minor league baseball stadium. With No matter no. how much you're going to try to seat people on the infield of the baseball stadium, you might only be able to have a, a hundred, uh, not a hundred, but uh, 1,500, maybe 2,000, 2, yeah. maybe <laughs> in a setting like that. Who knows what they're going to do. Uh, in Vegas. We got to get out of here in a moment or two. We should plug away again. They need to be right, reading bigfightweekend.com, all the news, the info, uh, the previews, the recaps, all of it heading into the weekend. Marquise, plug again about the site. Absolutely, TJ. Bigfightweekend.com, your source for all things boxing news, uh, past, present, and future. We'll be recapping anything of note uh, on this Fox card this weekend. It uh, should be interesting, at least, because there's, there's free boxing on Fox over the air TV, no matter how mediocre it is well keep an eye on for that also any news that's keeping up over the weekend there should be more fight announces as everything comes down the pike wolf also mentioned uh, i'll keep an eye out as well tj uh the the greatness of broner's back in action and we have an opponent named finally the name that you may all will remember tj giovanni santiago yeah from puerto uh. rico so so he's fighting on february 20th as the new replacement for the original replacement wolves who got covid Adrian so that's Broner, who hasn't been in the ring in two years, who's been in jail twice because of all of his legal troubles in Ohio with a civil suit and sexual assault allegations in the civil suit. Broner, uh, who basically claimed in court as a former three division world champion, I have no money. I am cash poor. I have no money in the bank to pay this stuff. How much of that do we believe? But he's allegedly fighting in February. So there's some very uh, interested parties, let's just say, in Ohio that want to be paid. <laughs> the plaintiffs in his civil suit, the court system, et cetera, lawyers that want to be paid that are interested in Adrian Broner fighting again. I don't know how much the rest of us are going to be interested. And by the way, on the site on BigFightWeekend.com, we love writing from the historical perspective. On the Friday that we are taping, it is the 26th anniversary of Frankie Randall, Frankie the Surgeon Randall, Morristown, Tennessee. That's East Tennessee, Marquise Johns, mm -hmm. near Knoxville and up in the Smoky Mountains. The late Frankie Randall, who just passed away last December, upset Julio Cesar Chavez for the first ever loss of Chavez's career. How about that? The anniversary is Friday, the 29th of, uh, of January 1994. Frankie Randall uh, pulled... That upset, I'm trying to remember and I'm trying to look. Chavez, are you ready, Marquise? Was mm -hmm. 89-0-1 when Frankie Randall beat Oof. him. January 29th, 1994 for his first loss. That, that one was the controversial draw in a fight that he did lose to Pernell Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker. <laughs> Speaking of the Alamo Dome, that fight was in the Alamo Dome in 1993. Randall beat him the next year by split decision in a controversial fight. We wrote about it on bigfightweekend.com. Man, oh, man. That fight, that we're going in the Wayback Machine 26 years ago that the late Frankie the Surgeon Randall handed. There's only one guy that could ever claim I beat Chavez first. He lost a few more times to the likes of Oscar De La Hoya and a couple of others. There's one guy that beat him first after Chavez was 89-0-1 and Frankie Randall beat him. TJ, it's imagine it today's fighters in this day and age going 89 and 0 in anything professionally wise <laughs> at this point you hear about that like with like amateur fights it was like oh this guy had 400 amateur fights and we're like you know it was 102 it was like that's cool but this is actually in the, in the pro range where people saw this and people were following uh, chavez around with all this because that streak tj's you know no was legendary could have lost at the tip medrick taylor back in 90 could have yeah. could have lost it to well arguably he did lose it to pernell whitaker I, I still anyone who doesn't think otherwise is crazy and but Frankie Randall, out of nowhere, in, in the old East Tennessee neck of the woods, uh, made it happen in a debatable decision. And it's, it's, it's funny how that all turns out, TJ, because it's one of those fights, if you look back on it, it's like you wonder, like, how much did Chavez really slack off on Randall to think that uh, he can just get by this guy like everybody else? But 
Randall came. It was the night of his life. And that he it was a very loss. close fight. Uh, and as it turns out, Chavez deducted for a low blow by referee Richard Steele, which was a valid. He had warned him a couple of times. He had even taken a point away earlier in the fight, warning him. He deducted another point in the 11th round of the fight. And then Randall scored a controversial knockdown where he landed a punch. Their feet kind of got tangled. Steele ruled it a knockdown. Those two points swung two judges' scorecards into Randall's favor. He won the decision, and then Julio Cesar Chavez complained vehemently about Richard Steele, blah, 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 very decorated Hall of Fame referee. Yeah. They fought a rematch four months later, and Chavez and Randall uh, were battling, and the, uh, the fight was stopped because of a cut. This is the, the classic WBC back in 1994. The fight was stopped because of an accidental cut. Chavez couldn't continue, so they were going to go to the scorecards after the four rounds, but the WBC's rule was that because the fight was being stopped by a cut that was caused by the accidental butt, then the, then the, uh, the fighter who that was the victim, Chavez, uh, the opponent would be penalized a point. When they did penalize for an accidental butt, it was not ruled an intentional butt, but they still penalized Randall a point. And because they did that, Chavez won by technical majority decision over over eight rounds. They scored the eight, eight, eighth round. Chavez won that fight. Randall never got another opportunity to fight uh, Chavez again. He fought a uh, He fought another title fight and won it. Uh, it, with the WBA version of the 130-pound belt, fought a couple more title fights, and then unfortunately fought on into obscurity after that. Older, uh, suffered brain damage, the dementia, and, and brain damage later on in life because he continued to fight and get knocked out. In fact, yeah. in four of his final five fights as a professional, he was knocked out. He lost 18 times, Frankie Randall. Frankie Oof. Randall lost 11 fights Marquise Johns after that Chavez win later on in his career. And it's Yikes. just a shame. His, his life and health went downhill. He died in December of last year um, from the effects of his long boxing career and, uh, and the punishment that he took and other, other health factors as well. But again, it's worth mentioning. We love covering the historical perspective, don't we? And Frankie Randall's the answer to the trivia question. Who beat Julio Ch Cesar Chavez first was Frankie Randall. Absolutely, TJ. And with, with trip questions like that, you can find out how that happened at BigFightWeekend.com as we wrote about it there as well. Yep, check it out. Again, everything in the preview mode for this weekend, recap modes, historical perspective, news, notes, all on BigFightWeekend.com. We are exiting uh, stage left. Marquise, great job. We, we encourage everybody to find you at Week Sauce Radio on Twitter. Follow the site and the podcast through Big Fight Weekend at Big Fight Weekend. Uh, to find out more on the boxing week sauce, enjoy Caleb versus Caleb plant and Truex Saturday night. Does it set things up for Caleb plant and Canelo Alvarez later in the year? We will find out Marquise. Thank you. Enjoy the fights. We look forward to reading more about you and hearing more from you on subsequent podcasts. Absolutely. TJ. And as always, uh, this, this Caleb fight, uh, loser changes his name to Chris, uh, look forward to this weekend. <laughs> We'll see what happens. All right, we're done for now. Again, subscribe. Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, I get it out. Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcast, I promise. Spotify, Google Podcast, subscribe. And wherever you found us, social media link from us, from the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Subscribe away here to the show. For now, we are done in the preview mode for Plant and Truex. Thank you for being with Marquise and me on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.